Yo, family, this is John Fasol. We about to get into another groovy interview uh, with somebody from the global African community. We focus on comic book creators, writers in the sci-fi, filmmakers, actors, illustrators. If you're a creator, you're going to learn something. And if you're a fan, you'll find out how the soup is made. JohnFasol.com Like Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube. I'd like to introduce you to the comic book creator, otherwise known as DJ Quick. Uh, I would say <laughs> that he's an up-and-coming uh, force to be reckoned with in the indie comics game. Not only does he have a fantastic title that he's bringing before us uh, by the, that goes by the title of uh, Ace Blade, but, you know, like the old song says, I get by with a little help from my friends. He also was helping our other creators. He uh, partnered up on a uh, Kickstarter to help launch Lumberjacks. And, of course, there's other, uh, you know, ways that he's helping out uh, folk and, and so forth. He's been giving out comics. He's been, uh, you know, doing some stuff on YouTube to kind of explain the process to the layman. I would say that he's a jack of all trades. And maybe if, if we're really nice doing this interview... He might lay down some songs for us because I understand you're a musician, right? <laughs> yeah, I am. I play uh, I play a couple of instruments. I appreciate it, Mr. Soul. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> it's no problem, brother. No problem. No problem. You say, God damn, it's a long interview. Can we talk about the books? Yeah, man. So, uh, so you and I do share something in common. Both of us are from North Kakalak. Uh, tell me what life yeah. is like in uh, in North Carolina. Um, you know, simple life. I, I, I like North Carolina because it ain't, we never take our t ourselves too seriously around here, mm -hmm. you know, but there is a, you know, there is a, a, a element of, of danger sometimes when you're in certain areas. I live in Graham. I know, uh, um, you know, I operate in Durham a lot. I, I work in that area, but, um, I live in, I live in Graham, North Carolina. So, you know, uh, it's a little country out here sometimes. But you know how North Carolina is, man. You got a little bit of everything out here, so I, I like it. Is is the uh, is the barbecue and the uh, hush puppy still good, man, or is that faded out? Yeah, everybody, you know, you got to get your um, barbecue and hush puppies. You can go to cookout. You can go to uh, what is it? What is it right down the street? Hershey's. We got a Hershey's barbecue down the street. Okay, I always can find you some good barbecue. That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. Uh, the last time I've been in North Carolina, man, it was ninety something. And, uh, oh, wow. and yeah, yeah, yeah. So th here's the biggest thing. I, I moved up in, uh, from North Carolina in 70 something. And, uh, so I'm, you know, I'm older than you by a couple of moons. You understand? And, uh, the thing, the, the thing is a couple. And the thing is the drag is I lost my goddamn accent, man. I had mm. a beautiful North Carolina accent, man. And I lost it. <laughs> God damn it. I don't know what happened, man. I, all I can say is y'all. You know what I mean? That's it. That's all I got left <laughs> of the legacy is y'all, hey, man. man. Ain't that a bitch? Come back for about three months and, and you'll pick it right back it up. It'll come, right come right back. So um, I'm going through your book. I bought uh, Ace uh, several months ago in the spring, I think, of 2016. Issues uh, one and two. And, you know, uh, mm -hmm. I, I enjoyed it because, one, it remind it's one of those books that people look at and say, man, if I could draw 
And if I could, you know, this is the kind of book I would create. That's the vibe that I get off of uh, Ace Blade. Um, tell us well, a little bit about that. the character and how it developed. How how did you come from your from your brain to the uh, to this PDF I saw? Well, Ace Blade is, you know, he's he's just a straight up comic book hero. He's um he's kind of my homage to all the stuff that we loved in the you know in the nineties, eighties, and nineties, and comic books and and cartoons and stuff like you know Spider Man and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's, it's all all of that old school stuff. Um, even the art in the first two books is kind of you know an homage to that. And um, you know, it's just a passion project. Me and a, a guy I was working with, um, you know. He had an idea for the character, and I'm a writer, creator. I said, you know what, let me try to do something with this. And um, I don't know if you know, I got deployed to, to Iraq in 2008, mm-hmm. and I really, you know, got a chance while I was out there. I, I just used the, the time that I did have to, to kind of focus on, on writing and developing the story. And when I came back, I, I had this whole, you know, universe mapped out, and I was like, well, I, I guess I should try to do something with it. So, you know, uh Eight years, almost ten years later, here we are. Wow, wow, wow! So, so you had this character before you got deployed in two thousand eight. I mean, like how, your mm-hmm. your 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 creative partner. Uh, were you guys like uh, high school buddies? I mean, you know, you meet at in, in the service. No. Like, how did you meet? No, he was a he's a um he he was in the navy, but um we we just met at a at a job. We were both working at a printing company. Um, and we just happened to bump into each other one day and we just started talking about comics and he was like, you know, I had this idea for this comic a long time ago. He had a copy written and all this stuff. And, um, when he was in school, but he never did anything with it. So, mm-hmm. um, he started telling me about it and I was like, man, I could really do something with that. You know, I just never, I always liked to write, but I never really, you know, took it seriously until, you know, he inspired me with this character, Ace Blade. So, you know. And we're talking about and we're talking about Christopher Hollers, right? Yeah, that's Christoph. Yeah, Christoph Hollers. Fantastic, um, fantastic. Building the characters around around Ace you know, you start to create other characters, and each character has to have their own motivations. They have to have their own desires. And I, you know, created King Supreme and and you know Braun and all these other characters. Just whole universe that we, you know, that started with Ace Blade. So. Um, I'm just using this opportunity these last eight years to to learn the process of making comics. And you know how it is in North Carolina. We don't really have a, a, a lot of, you know, that kind of industry around here. So you kind of have to learn everything for yourself. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess that's why it just took so long. But I, I really just enjoyed um, making the learning each step of it. And, and you know, here we are. Now, it's funny, I, I'm reading the book, you know, I read through a couple of times, I got one and two, and then you sent me three, which I appreciate, and I kept trying to figure, mm-hmm. okay, you know, one of, the, one of the reasons why I do this show is because I don't want everybody to start from scratch. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there, there's a significant number of the audience that are creators or want to be creators, and so what mm-hmm. I did was I'm looking through your books and I noticed that the personnel has changed from uh like the first book to this third one uh you know mm-hmm. like the artist has changed obviously that i can tell that from the you know from the artwork but tell us about how you pick people how do you build your team yeah i um um early way early early in the day um christoph he he does um jewelry he, we call him the bat teach the rings he does um <laughs> jewelry that's inspired by um you know marvel heroes and stuff like that he's made 
rings for Stan Lee and all kinds of people. Wow. But he took me to my first to my first um comic book convention in Charlotte. And um, you know, I just walk around that place, you see that pe- people are really, you know, making books and, and you know, just normal people who who aren't, you know, affiliated with Marvel or D C. They just, you know, wanna write and they wanna create. So I started meeting people and I was like, you know what, this is something that I could really do if I took it seriously. Just um you know, I found artists that I like. I, I don't I don't draw as well. I do draw, but I don't draw as well. So I found artists that I did like, and I just started asking to see how much it would cost to, you know, how much would you charge me to draw this? How much would you charge me to draw this? And when I got the guy who would fit in my budget, you know, <laughs> um, I, I went with him, and, and he did a um, a terrific job. He's actually a guy from the Philippines who did the first two books. Wow. And then um, this this these last two books are going to be done by an artist from Charlotte. His name is Wally McNair. He's uh, one of my favorite artists that I've ever met. An awesome dude. And he's taught me a lot about the industry and, and making comic books and, and how to do it a lot faster. We actually cut the time it takes to make the comics down in half now. So now it's not taking us a whole year and a, a year to make a comic. We can do it in four to six months. So well, That's excellent. That's excellent. That's, that's one thing that I've been noticing uh, the year or so that I've been focused this way is that the artists, the creative teams like yourself, it seemed like y'all can't get the books out fast enough, meaning that there's such a yeah. demand for this material, you know, uh, that, you know, we want, you know, on a perfect day, we we get an issue every month kind of a thing, but that's not going to yeah. happen when folk got jobs and, you know what I mean, kids and, and the whole bit or whatever. So that's something that you have to build and, and so forth. And then, of course, a lot of times people are financing uh, these projects themselves or they're going to Kickstarter. Tell us about your Kickstarter right. experience, Danny. Oh man, that was a <laughs> that was a rough that's a rough thing in its own. Um, you know, building up an audience is is really important and with independent comics it's it's like, you know, just like you said, if you don't put out a book consistent consistently enough, your audience starts to lose interest or you have to find things to keep them engaged until mm-hmm. you can, you know, get the project out. So that was the that was a, a learning a learning process for me because the first first Kickstarter we did we we were successful but it took me a whole year after that to to get to get to people to book mm-hmm. and you know people don't want to wait a year to read a comic book so you know I had to gain the trust of that audience back and now we um now we do our process a whole a totally different way I I pay the artists up front to do some of the work so most of the most of the books are already done by the time I do the Kickstarter so now you know here we are. Three, three months after the Kickstarter, and I'm about to start delivering books. So, you know, oh, just learning, man. bro. You said three. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down, man, because what you said was significant. Did you say three months or three weeks after the Kickstarter, you you sending books? Three months. God Yeah, three damn. months. I haven't. Look, man. Look. <laughs> Look, man. Hold on for a second. Where's my fuck? I'm sorry for my language ancestors. I got this book in my hand. I should start doing video, but I don't want to put people on front street. I got this graphic novel in my hand, right? Beautifully drawn, written the whole bit. These brothers, well, I'm not going to put nobody's names out there, but they, you know, similar situation. They had an idea. They did a Kickstarter. They met their, they super duper duper exceeded their goal. Took a guy, Mm -hmm. took almost, I put it like this, just based on my memory, easily a year. But probably closer to two mm-hmm. before this book came out. I put it like this, man. Yeah. You know, I, I was so fucking frustrated. I didn't even read it. I haven't read it yet. 
and the reason why is like I understand folk. You know what I mean? Well, I, I had to I had to buy groceries. I get it, but communicate with your people, man. Don't tell me, uh, uh, just go to the forum and you know read the message that we post like everybody else. It's like really, you didn't say that when I was giving you. You know what I mean? The money you was yeah. y'all was personally y'all was talking to everybody, but as soon as you got the bread, y'all got brand new. <laughs> you got brand fucking new. So yeah, man, I can't even <sighs> I can't even read the book. So I'm so impressed that you were able to turn that shit around. So so you pay the artists up front, and what other processes that you that you put in place? to make your production faster. Cause damn, that's like Marvel DC kind of timetables. What else did you do? No, we ain't down that, that, that low yet. But, um, um, the first two comics we did all traditional. So we did, you know, traditional pencils. There was a guy with literally a pencil and a sheet of paper mm-hmm. then traditional inks. And then, you know, we went in and scanned them into the computer. And then, you know, it, all of those, all of those parts take a lot of time, you know, when you're doing it traditionally. So now, Working with Wally, he um, he does traditional art, but for the comics we chose to do, you know, digital. It, um, digital cut the time in half, you know, just doing that. And then, you know, working, now that you've done digital, just being able to, um, like, we, as soon as I get the layouts for the, for the pages and we correct them, um, we start doing the lettering at that point. So all I got to do is, you know, insert the, the colored pages once I get them in and the lettering and and put it on over top of the lettering and and illustrator and you know the page is already done instead of doing one stage completely finished and then the next stage completely finished and then the next stage you know so just uh working working on top of each other i guess is uh cut down a lot of time too so you're saying that while he so he finishes say one, two, three, four, five pages, send them to you. You start putting the words on them, and then he's working on six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Is that what you're saying? Yep, just like that. It's, wow. um, what we try to do is, is um, like now we're working with um, the group from Short Fuse Comics. So um, as soon as he sends us, he's going to send us to complete just the layouts, not the actual pages, but the layouts. And we're going to go ahead and letter the complete book so that when the pages get come in, and just go ahead and do it for this lumberjacks book that we that we just finished up. So hopefully that'll cut the time even down even further. So we're trying to we're trying to perfect perfect the craft. We just you know try to use the tools that you know do it best for us. Now after the lettering and the artwork is completed, what's the next step? Oh, uh, that's the that's the part that I hate. It's the distribution. It's you know finding a, a good quality printer and paying all those shipping fees to get them over to the house and then. Shipping them out to the people. That's the that's that's the part that I really hate because it's the most costly. It's it's the uh, it's the part that has the lowest overhead, I guess you would say, because mm-hmm. you got to pay for shipping to get to get stuff to people. That's why, you know, now we're just releasing like um, Ace Play Number Three. We're doing a digital rollout so people can read the comic, and then the people who want to buy it physically, mm-hmm. they can come to the you know the conventions and and buy it from us like that. Ah, okay, okay. So you're not looking at a print-on-demand kind of solution? They're just going to come and see you at the cons and grab the physical? Yeah. Yeah, they okay. can do – We um, there's a couple of couple of sites that we do use. We're going to use, uh, you know, Peep Game Comics there. Mm-hmm. They're starting to get their print-on-demand services done. And, mm-hmm. and then also, of course, um, Indie Planet or Kablam, they, they do print-on-demand, but, you know, they take a they take a piece of your – 
of your profit out. So yeah, um, shipping for them for one book is seven dollars, man. I'm like, God damn. Yeah. God damn. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to be honest, be honest, man. When y'all was mailing out them books, because you, you mentioned Peep Game Comics, they partnered up with uh, Jason Reeves over at 153 Art. He got photos of like yeah. his little baby, like stuffing envelopes. I was like, oh, that's so beautiful. I mean, you got your you got your kids stuffing <laughs> envelopes, man. Is that what you do? You can be honest. Tell me. You you be honest. We got to. We got to, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got four children. Uh, I got four children. I, um, and my oldest daughter, she asked for uh, she asked for a sewing machine for her birthday. Wow. So I got it for her, and she she's already about to start making me some ace blade shirts. Oh, that's and beautiful. We're sell them as soon as she make them, and uh, wow. we're gonna make it happen. That's beautiful, man. So, so did you find it difficult to get the children involved in this process, or, or no? And how no, and how um, does age you know, play a part in that process? Yeah, that's a, that's one of the things too. My, well, my oldest daughter, she's in middle school, so she, you know, she's starting to get into the social media stuff. She's always want, asking me about Snapchat and oh, wow. if she can get on Facebook to talk to her aunts and her grandma and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So she's she's excited about it, and then. You know, the youngest ones, they just want to dress up as characters. They just want to dress. They just want to dress up as Ace Blade and and be whoever. So, wow. you know, each, but, you know, each one has their their own purposes. And you just have to let them have fun with it. Now, uh, I, I like to stick with the, the technical part because there's a lot of creators that listen. So do you have a stamp mm-hmm. machine at the house? Is that the way it works? You pay for so much postage and you weigh it and you pang, pang, pang. Or do you just bring a whole bunch of you like a basket full of envelopes? to the mailbox mail you know the the post office and they just like how do you yeah. do that now i'm at the point where um I'm, I'm about to start having the you can actually have the postman pick up you know deliveries if you um all you got to get do is go to the post office and tell them you want to print off your own posters they'll give you a a weight you know you weigh the packages you print it off there put it on the package and then you can call and have the post office come pick them up wow is this a new service i never heard of that no, it's uh, it's old services. Okay. <laughs> it's an old service. You just gotta, you know, um, like you know, getting online. I, I follow uh, Russell Nolte and and of course um, Sean Mack and them, and they, you know, they they drop a, a hint for you every now and then. You just gotta pick it up and run with it. Wow, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And then I guess the last part would be, what kind of uh, feedback are you getting from uh, from the people that you meet at the cons? And from you know maybe the people that are buy your digital, buy your print. Do you get much feedback from your, from your uh, from your folks? Yeah, we um, that's one thing about that I'm I'm happy to say about me. I don't like I don't take a lot of stuff to heart. If it if people say it enough, I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna take it, you know, and and add it to improve the book. So we've um you know just starting out, there were certain things that we weren't doing right. So had to go back in and uh you know redo the books and. Uh, re-letter the books and, and fix as much stuff as we could and then um you know just the quality of the books that we were using before you know they were too heavy and um you know certain stuff like that so we just have to find the right fit for the right price and um you know see just see what works for everybody everybody has their own preferences like um a lot of people like um king supreme character visually so they're always asking you know for posters and stuff like that but uh, they like the story of ace blade so you know, you just have to figure out what's what people like in your areas that and and try to try to put the money where it where it works best, I guess. 
In your experience, do your customers prefer digital or paper? Paper. Like, um, the, it's funny because the people who, who like Ace Blade prefer paper books, but the people who um, like King Supreme, they like, you know, they prefer digital. They'll, they'll take the story. They just want, you know, they want the images. But then at the same time, if they want, um, they buy more accessories too. They buy, they want a t-shirt and then they want a, you know, a poster and they want a hat and stuff like that. So the people, you know, it's just different groups for different, different, um, different properties, I guess. Tell us about King Supreme. Uh, King Supreme is, um, King Supreme was actually the first character that I, you know, fully created on my own. And, um, you know, from scratch, I designed them from, from nothing. I was just like, you know, I have this idea for a character and built them from the ground up. And, um, the story that we're about to tell is about a, a young kid who, who um, grows up and isn't necessarily a good guy. Um, we talk about how Peter Parker, you know, he was already a good kid when he, you know, got his powers. But this kid who's going to get these powers, he's not necessarily a good kid. He's had to do some things in the city that, you know, made him into, uh, you know, a rough kind of a rough kid. So he gets all of these powers, this crown, he, he gets this crown. And it gives him all these unimaginable powers and he has to, you know, learn how to use his powers the right way. So um, people really um, are, are really liking it visually. They're liking the things that they're seeing, but I'm hoping people will really enjoy the story, too, um, because I want King Supreme to stick around for a long time. You know, another one of the reasons that Peter Parker is so uh, um, celebrated is that his, you know, he has a certain degree of relatability and there's always mm -hmm. been this kind of moral kind of uh, position around him, you know, with great power, great responsibility, help the little guy, that kind of a thing. Uh, is mm -hmm. that something that you put any kind of emphasis on in your writing or is it mostly just about action and entertainment? Um, there's... I try to, to, to put some things in, in the writing, but I don't want to overwhelm the, the stories with it all the time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're, at a, we're not at the stage where we can put out a bunch of stories at a time, but the ones that we do put out, we want people to, to, to enjoy them but not be um, and not be weighed down with them. So we don't want to beat you over the head with the themes, but we do want to put them in there so that you can get them. So I think it's important to in literature to, to at least give somebody something that they could, you know, hold on and take with them after they stop reading the book um so i like to put some things in there okay uh just tell me about your demographic is it you know kids is it adults teenagers like describe your demographic that's an, that's another weird thing we um i i just in a couple months ago we went to a, a middle school and, and did a presentation for the middle schoolers there who were doing, who were doing whoa, 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 whoa. You, you talking in schools Oh yeah. Um, well, my mom, my mother is a t is, a, is an educator, and my aunts. I have a lot of family who, and that, actually, I was going to be, you know, and when I was at A and T, I, I was going to for music education, so I wanted to be an educator. Uh -huh. So it's, it's important to it's important for me, you know, to 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 get to the kids, man. and then I, also, that's, that's beautiful. you know, if, and also, you know, if you get to the kids, you can get to the parents. So yeah. it, if the kids want to buy it, then the parents are going to buy it. So it's a win win for me. Um, okay, so so you they, go speak to the you know, kids, and and at the cons, who who's asking for the books? Is it 
the parents saying, here, little boy, read this, or is the little boy saying, mommy, buy this, or how's that work? It's a it's a good mix of both. We um we're kind of in a sweet spot where um older people they you know they can see the the influences and in the characters so they you know feel nostalgic for. But at the same time, the kids you know they see something new. They see you know Eastlake's got this purple, King Springs got this crown. You know Lumberjacks has this big axe. You know they see these these images and they you know are excited about it too. Most most our most of our demographic is older people. I mean you know not older but you know, um, 18 to, to 30, I would say, but, um, kids are also excited about it. So we're, like I said, we're in that kind of in that sweet zone right now. Now you mentioned off mic that there were going to be two comic cons that you were going to be at uh, in North Carolina. Can you tell us about the cons and give us the dates? Oh uh, yeah. Um, North Carolina comic con in March, I think it's March. Uh, I want to say March 17th. Well, I know the Kickstarter, the um, Indiegogo starts on the 17th, so it's that weekend. March 17th is going to be in Raleigh, North Carolina. And then the following weekend is um, South Carolina Comic Con. Um, we're going to be doing both of those shows, and those will be the first two shows where you can get a physical copy of Ace Blade number three, and then also, you know, that weekend we're launching the, kick, the, the Indiegogo. So, um, you know, we'll be promoting that there, too. Now, uh, can folk get, like, uh, autographed copies or, or no? Oh yeah, definitely. I'll, I'm signing everything people put in my hand. I'm putting a signature <laughs> on it, unless it's a unless it's a bill. You know, you can keep those. Right, right. Now you mentioned King Supreme. Uh, there's going to be a Kickstarter for uh, or a, or a crowdfunding for for King Supreme. Yes, sir. Um, we actually put together a trailer. Um, we're trying to decide when we want to drop it. I was thinking maybe Super Bowl weekend, but if not, then we'll have we'll at least have a teaser or something like that for people to see Super Bowl weekend if they um. You know, if they follow us on, on Twitter or, or Instagram or wherever, they'll be able to see the, the very beginning of it. And then we're going to, you know, keep dropping things up until March 17th when we, when we started on Indiegogo. It's cool, man. It's cool. I'm not going to keep you all night, uh, but I did want to ask you, as a creator and, and, you know, a comic fan, what's your feelings about Black Panther? I'm so hyped. I'm so ready for this movie. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. I didn't know I could be this excited about a film. I don't think I've ever felt anything like it. It's, it's strange because, you know, movies, I, I love going to movies, but it's just something different about this. Like the atmosphere around it is different. And I also think that it's actually going to be a good film. So, you know, I'm, I'm ready for it. And I, and I hope, I hope everybody in the world goes to see it and I hope they keep making them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you bought your tickets already? I actually got two sets of tickets. I, um, we're doing an event <laughs> on um, we're we're doing an event on the Friday. My my cousin um he does he has a a, par, a party, um, a party business, and they are um, doing an event on the Friday. So people are going to come out and we're going to do our our podcast, the color commentary, you know, reaction afterwards. But then, but Thursday night, me and my wife are going to see it. So beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. I bought my tickets, uh, I don't know, a couple weeks back. And I think it was the week, like like five days or so, seven days after they first went on sale. And uh, so, I, you know, mm -hmm. go to the little Fandango, you know what I mean? And uh, when, I looked at the, when I looked at the thing, I wanted Thursday because I know Friday is going to be like Star Wars in the 70s, mm -hmm. lines around the block. So I was like, nah, let me, <laughs> let me get it on Thursday. So 
you know how most theaters they have like two sections the floor where you sit back and break your neck you know what i mean look at the movie mm-hmm. and then where everybody else sits well only the first row where everybody else sits was available and it was only wow. three seats so this is a week after they first went on sale. So it was just that first row where the regular people sit and then the 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 break neck, the, the, the neck break seats. So I say, okay, I bought a couple tickets. So then I go the next day just for the hell of it. All them tickets, all them seats was gone except for the very first row. Well, you can't even really see the movie. You need a mirror. You know what I mean? To see the movie, you that close. So that yeah. was fu- that was two weeks ago, I think. So I'm thinking by the time you know what I mean? Showtime, you, yeah. you might not be able to see the movie for a month. Yeah, it's it's, it's getting crazy out there, but that's a good thing. That's a, it means that there's a demand for it, and, and that you know, hopefully, um, for people like me who are who are making comics, that hopefully that demand will stick around, and you know, we can we can carry it on until we can also make some money from it. So beautiful, beautiful, Mister Danny Quick. It's been an honor to have you on the program. Thank you, Mr. Soul. I really appreciate it. Yo, family, I hope y'all enjoy that interview as much as I enjoy bringing it to you. This is Jonathan Soul speaking with you now. Of course, you can go to JonathanSoul.com for more episodes. You can uh, subscribe there. You can also subscribe on uh, SoundCloud and iTunes. Follow me on Twitter, J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N-S-O-U-L on Instagram and of course if you go to my YouTube channel you'll see where I do videos uh, reviewing the comics Uh, the thing about comics is it's not just for collectors or or enthusiasts of the art form like myself it's about getting your kids to read again you know C-Tick Run is boring as hell but when they see Bangs at Pow and they're black characters that's a whole world of difference. Uh, also, family, you can support the channel by going to Amazon or, or my site and picking up my novel, my sci-fi novel, Malcolm Mars. I love you guys. Hope all your dreams come true. See you next Sunday here on Jonathan Soul. Peace.